Welcome back to yet another episode of the College Try. I am back here again with Wyatt. This is, I believe, part three of bowl previews that we have done, um, where we just go over a bunch of them. To just tell you what's going on is we're going all the way through Saturday, except for the college football playoff games. Those are going to be in a separate video that we're recording right after this. But we didn't, we got to do the college football playoff justice. And if we're going to give Mizzou Wake Forest their own preview, we're going to give the college football playoff its own preview. Um, before, before we get into the games, I just wanted to mention how good that Arkansas-Kansas game was last night. Yeah, so I was actually driving to a buddy's house um, while this game was going on. I had the under in it, so it was under 69 and a half. It was at 38-30 with, um, you know, a minute or whatever left. And then, you know, Kansas comes down, scores, whatever, you know, it's, or that well, they made it was 23-38. They score to make it 30-38. I was like, whatever, there's a minute left. My under still hit. It's fine. Um, onside kick, touchdown game over or the over goes over and then um yeah what was it four ot's or something like that i believe it was the fourth highest yeah fourth highest bowl game score so yeah just just really really sucked really hit in the guts (laughs) but um yeah that was a great game i honestly all the games yesterday were great um besides that first game between ucf and duke that one was kind of a snoozer but the other three games were actually really good um that oregon game was great um and then and then the other game last night was was good as well so they're again we said this last time they're getting better and better the closer we get to new year's or you know say the third with the or the second um but these games are getting better and better and that starts um starts with our slate today yeah and um we're also gonna we're gonna skip syracuse minnesota just because by the time this goes out that game will already have been started so there's not really a point in previewing it at least i think it probably starts at noon right my guess is i think it's at uh 2 30. Uh, we'll be we'll be close on it. We'll see. But uh, we're just going to skip the one because it's not the best game of the day anywhere. The biggest games that we have to preview today. But we'll start off with it is game day for me. Uh, OU Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl at uh, 530 Eastern time today. I did say I was only eating Cheez-Its today. That is starting now. Um, I hate the spread on this. Nine and a half feels like way too much for me. But OU also has a lot of opt outs. Their offense isn't going to look as good as normal, and they obviously don't have a defense because, like most Big 12 teams. So I, I'll i let you do game picks on this one. All I'll say is when, when I'm looking at and previewing it, I don't want to touch it just because I'm biased and nine and a half seems like too much. But, again, OU has, I believe, two big offensive linemen out. Uh, Theo Weiss went to the transfer portal is going to Mizzou. A lot of key pieces for OU are missing where Florida State has no opt-outs or nobody not playing whatsoever. Everyone's locked in trying to get the 10th win of the season. Um, I obviously think the Knolls are going to win fairly easily, but nine and a half is just too much for me to bet. Yeah, and we'll get into the opt-outs too. There's another game. Um, just when the better team has no opt-outs, it's really hard to bet against them. So so I do like Florida State in this. I completely agree with you. It seems like whenever that spread gets up pretty high, I mean, you get pretty nervous. Um, so I agree Florida State is going to win this game. I have actually um, made a three-teamer um, parlay. So I'll give you um, the first legs actually in that um, pinstripe bowl between Syracuse and, and Minnesota. I am teasing Syracuse up to 17, plus 17 and a half. So a 10-point teaser there. And then so then for the cheese it bowl between OU and Florida State, I've just taken Florida State outright money line on this one. Um, I believe they're like minus 340. So nothing great, but I um have another leg on that too for the next game. So um yeah, you know, OU, 
they started the season off. What were they ranked five? Yeah. Terrible season. Um, relatively new coach. They finished six and six. Um, I am nervous sometimes with them. I understand they have opt-outs, but they are ranked five preseason for a reason. They have athletes on their team. They have the ability to win. Um, unfortunately, the car- it just wasn't in the cards for them this year. But I think just to how Florida State's finishing the season, they're playing really, really well. They're they're feel like they're just on the stride right now. Um, this would be great momentum, as you said, multiple times for next year. Um, and we've already talked about the transfer portal. portal. Florida State looks like they're bringing um, a lot of dudes. They have a lot of recruits. So this could be a, a big momentum swing for for Florida State for next year. Um, I just can't trust that that nine and a half. I think they walk away with it. I think they win this by, you know, probably two touchdowns, maybe more. But I'm just a little nervous about OU having the athletes and maybe competing. But I do think Florida State outright money line is a pretty much a can't lose situation here. Yeah, again, that is good to parlay with stuff just because it's not it's not really the value you're looking for, but it is a pretty much not guaranteed, but it's pretty close to that. I did since I didn't like the spread, I did put together a prize picks parlay for this game because I'm not gonna go watch a full game without having anything on it. That's just the way I am. Uh, I got Jordan Travis over 255 yards, uh, Johnny Wilson over 50 and a half yards, and Dylan Gabriel to have less than 1.5 passing t- touchdowns. Um, the reason for that is if I looked at how OU played against TCU, and it was basically they forced uh, Duggan to throw the ball. And to their tallest receiver, just because the size advantage, our tallest receiver, Johnny Wilson. So he has to have a big game today, or it's all trending towards him having a big game today. Um, and obviously, I think Dylan Gabriel doesn't know how to play against a real defense. So that's why I'm taking the under on that one. Um, so you are going You are going to this game? No, I am in Key West, oh. not Orlando. I wish I was in Orlando uh, for the game. I know a lot of people who are at the game, but I will not. Be at the, I'll be watching. I saw that you were in uh, Key West. I was just making sure that this bull wasn't down there. No, no, it's yeah, it's in Orlando. I um, I'll be watching it at a bar on Duval Street. So we'll see if I remember the game. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I will. Um, so after that, um, we got Texas Washington, which I believe in the Alamo Bowl, which I believe was on both of our like lists of best games outside of the New Year Six this year. Um, it's gonna be really good. Texas obviously has Bijan Robinson opting out and a few others, uh, and they are still favored by three points. I kind of like Washington to surprise here at plus three. Yeah, and I have no idea why the spreads at minus three. Um, maybe it's a it's a punch in the gut to uh, to the Pac twelve, but Washington's a really solid team. Um, they've won I think like their last six games in a row. Um, Texas has moments of greatness, but then loses to like an Oklahoma State without Spencer Sanders. So. Texas is just very inconsistent. I think Washington's at the top of their game right now. Penix Jr., um, the transfer from IU for Washington's throwing like 380 yards a game. Um, Texas has a relatively good passing defense, but I don't think it's enough to stop um, Penix. Um, but yeah, that that three points in favor of Texas, especially of Bijan out, is just mind-blowing to me. So this is the third leg of my parlay. Um, I actually added um, another teaser here, and I'm just going to take Washington plus 10. Um, oh, I feel like that can't lose at all. So I no. took um, Syracuse plus an extra touchdown, Florida State outright money line, and then Washington plus an extra touchdown. Um, and I believe that comes out. It's not great. I believe it's like minus 120, 130. Um, so nothing special, but I just have a really, really hard time seeing that lose. Um, so I think I'm going to put a, a substantial amount of money on that one. Um, but yeah, this is just, it's a trap line, which makes me a little nervous because obviously they know something 
about Texas or something about Washington that is adjusting that line, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Washington, I think, is one of the best teams in the country right now. Their passing attack is unreal. And then Texas, when they want to play good, I think they're maybe top six, maybe top seven. But I think Washington right now could have a good um, resume to be or a good um, statement to be like a top 10, top five team almost right now. So I like Washington. Um, I think they win outright. Um, but I think that plus 10 is, is just, as I said, free. And I hate saying that word, but I can't see them oh, losing by 11 points. I mean, I'm talking about taking a plus three. If it was plus 10, I would be all over that. Maybe I should yeah. look up at the teaser. Like that's, that is a pretty easy, like, I, I don't think that part, that part has got a good chance of hitting. If you were to say Washington plus three, I would say, yeah, like maybe there's a probably 50, 50 chance to stop that leg, but right. Plus 10 is pretty in lock territory. Um, yeah. After that, we got in the mail bowl. And so this starts, that, that was it for the games for today. Now we're going into tomorrow. We got the Dukes Mayo Bowl, where again, both coaches have agreed to get Mayo thrown on them at the end of the game. Uh, whoever wins, Maryland versus NC State. This one is kind of a pick em. Uh, They both have big wide receiver opt-outs. It, both teams kind of skidded to end the season. Like it just, it doesn't, it just seems like you could go either way and have a good chance on both sides here. Yeah, I there's a couple games on the board. Um, I think there's some on um, on Monday next week, but a lot of these minus one spreads, um, which is pretty much a pick them. I almost always stay away from those just because it's it's just 50 50. I, and I don't know these teams well enough to make an accurate um, play on, on a pick them. So um, if Vegas can't decide, then then why should I decide? So I'm I'm more leaning towards the over in this. It's at 46, which is which is a low number for Maryland. And I understand NC State has a very solid D. Um, their offense is meh. Yeah, like it's nothing special. But um, I think 46 is just too low for a Maryland team who has little Tua. Um, and they just have a lot of – and I understand they have wide receiver opt-outs. But I think that it's just a little bit too much offense um, for that over to be at 46. So I, I like the over of that. I could very well see this game ending like 13 to 10. Um, but I could more likely see this game ending like a 28 to 30. Um, I'm going to, if I have to pick, I'm going to lean NC state over Maryland. Um, I just think they're the better team, better record. Um, so I would lean NC state if I had to pick, but I do like the over in that game. I agree. I just kind of, I didn't wanted to stay away from it. I didn't write down a pick. I put maybe NC state money line. Cause I just feel like the better team, just like you said. So pretty much the same reasoning there. Uh, after that, we got the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl with Pitt versus UCLA. UCLA is currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and I believe they were the ones you were talking about earlier who also have no opt-outs, I assume. And yeah, well, that and Bama, yeah. Alabama, yeah, and Pitt is obviously without Slovis, who's now at going to BYU. Uh, Patty is starting. Now, Patty did play a lot of the snaps. No, he didn't, actually. I was going to say in the Peach Bowl last year, but he also got injured once Kenny Pickett was gone. So they're on their third string and they still played well, but obviously this is not the same pit team from last year as we have seen still a good team. Uh, I would lean UCLA here again, maybe in some kind of parlay because five and a half in bowl games is iffy, but I do, they could definitely win by a touchdown. I could definitely see that with them being at full strength against Pitt, who's kind of been eh, as of late, like just with everything going on. Like I still don't understand why Slovis entered the portal or left, uh, but it just without Slovis, I don't see them winning this game. Yeah. And as you said, Pitt is very up and down. Um, they're without QB now. 
Um, UCLA kind of came off as a little bit of fraudulent at the end of the season, but they still are a very, very powerful offensive team. However, UCLA's defense is terrible. Um, Pitt, Pitt does have a solid D. Um, they're not bad. Um, so when you see this number, you know, as the spread is what, five and a half, six points towards UCLA. Um, yeah. Again, it's not something I'm super a fan of, but I wouldn't mind taking UCLA in that because it would be a, just a touchdown game. Um, so I wouldn't mind the UCLA spread in this. Um, the over in this game is at 53. Um, that's usually pretty low for a UCLA team. You see them in the Pac-12 where they play no defense. It's usually like in the 60s or low 70s sometimes. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to be over this 53. Um, I just think it's going to be more under. I think it's going to go under that. Um, again, Pitt, very solid deep. However, without starting quarterback. Um, so their offense is going to really struggle, which works well with UCLA's terrible defense. So I don't think Pittsburgh is going to take full advantage where they could with um, Slovis playing. So I do like the under in this. Just think it's going to be – I think Pitt's D is going to control him and then Pitt's O is going to stalemate a little bit. So I, I could see, you know, this game ending in the 40s um, in regards to point total. Yep, makes sense. I uh, Again, it's just – I would take UCLA minus 5.5. That's probably what I will take. I'll just yep. need some liquid courage to actually place it. Maybe I'll do it tonight when I'm watching the game. Um, after that, this is also one of my best picks for games outside the New Year's Six, Notre Dame and South Carolina. Um, not a whole lot of opt-outs from both sides. South Carolina has Jaheim Bell gone, and uh, obviously Notre Dame is uh, Payne out. But it, I don't know, I like, I feel like South Carolina is hot, and I like them plus two in this game. I think that's a pretty, not a safe bet, but I just, I like I don't know. I just feel like South Carolina ended on a good note, beating Clemson and Tennessee, and I think that momentum will keep going down in Jacksonville. Yeah, I was up in arms with in this game. Um, you know, as you said, South Carolina ending the season off on a really high note. I do think Notre Dame's a better team. Um, I think they have the better athletes, uh, possibly better coached. Um, so I, I'm gonna go against it here. I'm gonna take Notre Dame minus two. I in my thought process, I think South Carolina's luck slash streak has to end at some point um if it goes if they you know win this game then they uh, make a very solid statement for next year probably ranked in the top 15 um Notre Dame will probably be ranked up there as well but I think Notre Dame's gonna figure them out they've had a whole month of prep um and then South Carolina again has played their best two games the last two games and I don't think there's a whole lot more upside with them um, especially if Rattler at QB. So I think Notre Dame's going to take advantage of this. I could see Rattler throwing like three picks in this game. Um, so I do lean Notre Dame minus two just because I think South Carolina's luck's going to end. I do want to look this up. What is Notre Dame's bowl record in the recent bowls? Uh, it's got to be not bowl. great. <laughs> no, yeah. Six and 15 in the last 21 bowls. Well, so there's a reason gonna, why I take South Carolina too. I didn't even yeah, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. So. <laughs> All right, ne- next one we got. So we got a few more left. Tennessee versus Clemson, the Orange on Orange Orange Bowl. Personally, I like Clemson in this. I forgot to write down the spread. I don't know if you have it. Um, uh, I, yeah, minus four and a half, I believe. Minus four and a half. Oh, I think I like Clemson minus four and a half there then because I think Club Nick. I mean, we don't know. We still don't really know how well. Um, Tennessee could do without Hendon Hooker. Yes, they played a good game to end the season, but it was also Vanderbilt. So who really knows? And Klubnik put on a show in the ACC championship. I have no reason to think he wouldn't do that again. Um, 
So I'm taking Clemson here. It it just feels like that's the way it's going to be to me. It again, no Hendon Hooker, no uh, Hyatt. The wide receivers out. I, I just like Cade Cade Klubnik to kind of have another coming out party. Yeah, I'm kind of in the, in the similar boat here. I'm not going to take the spread. As I don't know if you can tell, I'm a more of an over under kind of guy. <laughs> Um, I do agree with you. I do think Clemson is going to win this. That four and a half point, um, it might have changed a little bit, but that is still a still a weird line to me. It's not very trustworthy. So um, the over under in this game is 63 and a half. And as you said, Tennessee did have a really good game against um, or without Hooker against um, Vanderbilt. But if you look at um, Milton, who was a, a Michigan transfer at quarterback who's playing now, um, he was like, I don't know, 15 for 28 for 140 yards like that's a terrible thing but they ran for 300 yards in that game so he hasn't been a or he hasn't had the ability to be exposed and if you know you probably don't remember him at Michigan but he played a couple Michigan games god awful like he (laughs) you know he was a second stringer he was off the depth chart when he transferred so that's you know I don't think he's a great quarterback he does have the uh, running capability but his decision making his passing ability It's just not all there. So I like the under in this game. I'm going to bank on Clemson's defense and their defensive front being absolutely amazing. Um, Their secondary is meh, but Clemson's front seven is unreal. Um, And then I'm just going to bank on Milton and Tennessee's offense struggling a little bit. So I'm going to go under 63 and a half in this. Um, I do think Clemson takes this, but I could see like a 23-13 type of game. So pretty low scoring for, for a Tennessee team that I think is the most offensive yards in the country. But again... Without Hooker, um, Milton sucks. Um, so I think both Clemson spread and the under are pretty solid players in this. I like it. I like it. And now to the probably biggest game on that we're previewing on this video, Alabama versus Kansas State. Alabama is currently six-and-a-half-point favorites. Sorry, I wrote that small, and I had to try to squint to read it. Um, I love K-State here because I think if you look at – and I was listening to a bunch of things and all. It's a lot of bowls like these ones of a team that doesn't make the playoffs is who wants to be there and who actually cares about this game, right? Bama's used to playing in playoffs, used to playing in national championships. Now, Bryce Young and Will Anderson playing in the game makes me think that they do want to be there. But Kansas State also has some very, very underrated talent that nobody talks about. So I think Kansas State plus six and a half is a great line. And I would not be surprised if they won outright. Yeah, you know, this this is a tough game. Um, I completely agree with you. K-State is on top of the world right now. Um, won the Big 12 by beating TCU in the play or in the yeah, in the Big 12 championship game. Um, had a good case to I don't think a case for the um uh playoffs, but they had a very good case, and I think they do have the best New Year's six bowl. So um they're on top of the world right now. They have a lot to prove. They're kind of that team that no one talks about and they are very good i believe they're 10 and 3 so very solid team um however bama everyone's coming back so i would you know if, if will anderson opted out and if uh what's bryce young opted out or if we saw a couple other opt-outs i would just jump all over k-state but kind of like you said it kind of looks like alabama's locked in i understand k-state has the momentum they have i think they have more will than bama does um so I'm going to still, I can still agree with you on plus six and a half. I don't like Bama minus six and a half at all, but I do like Bama money line and yep. I will be taking them their money line. I haven't um, cooked up a parlay yet, but their money line will be in my parlay 
um, for that Friday. Uh, or sorry, that's a Saturday game, isn't it? That's a New Year's Eve game. Um, so I'll cook them up with something. Uh, I just think six and a half. I I hate it because um, a t- well, I don't know, a touchdown wins, but I don't know. I, I Bama money line. I can't see losing. However, K State plus six and a half. I like. I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, K State can run on anyone, um, regardless of Bama's defense. So I think K State spread, but Bama money line. Um, kind of get in the middle between those two there. Again, it's just a – you never know how a Bama or someone's going to come out in a game like this. Like, if you remember Georgia a few years ago against Texas, it's this same kind of thing where then they right. just didn't want to be there because that's not where they expected themselves to be and all this kind of stuff. But, again, Bryce Young and Will Anderson coming back, I feel like, does at least change that a little bit. So, the last game for this video, I'm calling the battle of disappointing seasons, like, more than so than anyone else – Iowa versus Kentucky. I'm not really sure where to go on this one. I want to see what you think of the over-under because it's clearly going to be a low-scoring game, but and it's set at 31. I knowing you, I think you're going to bet the over. Oh but- yeah. I am I I'm hammering this over. <laughs> Probably 200 or 300 dollars I'm going on the over <laughs> 31. It's <laughs> I under and you know, from the Big Ten, um obviously Michigan fan. I've watched Iowa all season. They are god awful. <laughs> Holy hell, does this team suck? offensively miserable defense great um but 31 points like if you score a touchdown a quarter you're pretty much on track yeah so i'm banking on kentucky putting up 20 points and hopefully iowa can find their way to get 17 um i don't know 31 come on like iowa had another game like this i think it was iowa wisconsin and it was 32 and the game ended like i don't know it, it the over hit pretty easily. So I can't, you know, I took all the unders yesterday because they're all in the 70s. So I took all yeah. the unders. It was miserable to watch. I hated <laughs> watching that. Like it was so stressful. Um, I don't know if you watched the end of uh, what was the late game last night? The end of um, or no, yeah, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah the Ole Miss Tech. Yeah. So that under was fine. All of a sudden, 28 po- points in the fourth quarter. They the onside kick return. Like it was just so stressful to watch. I can't do that to myself again, especially at 31 points. Like, like I said, a touchdown a quarter is technically almost on track. So if they score a touchdown a quarter, then I'm starting sweating, knowing my bet's almost dead. So <laughs> I just got to take the over, and I'm going to throw a lot on that. And again, Will Levis is out for Kentucky as well, opting out for the NFL draft. I don't know about opt-outs for Iowa. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know which way to go. I just was wanted to hear your take on the over-unders because it was so <laughs> – so low, just to give you like defensive stats, Kentucky is 17th in total defense, while Iowa is four. Like, it this is a defensive battle and disappointing teams for the year. Um, so that's it for the games we had. I said a few things that I just noticed from like watching Bulls this past week. Why was Luke Fickle coaching already? That was the weirdest thing to me. That was so weird. I saw him on the sideline. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he's just you know hanging out, getting close to the team. No, he has a headset on, he's calling plays. Yeah, I was. I, I don't know if they, if he taught the team the whole playbook already, and they're just used to it. I, I have no clue. And it also feels like a lot of kids who entered the portal were still playing this week, or like like Lou Altmeyer came in for uh, Ole Miss last night, and a bunch of players who like literally are already in the portal are still playing. I didn't think that was allowed. I, this was like it's just weird to me. I wouldn't want someone on my team who I know is leaving, or at least already announced they were leaving. Wait till after the game if you want to play. Yeah, I, another thing. I noticed in the bowl games, um, big spreads. It seemed like a lot of the games were close. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of blowouts. Um, I know there is a, a couple blowouts, you know, 
every once in a while, but I, I noticed most of the games are tighter. Um, another thing we talked about this last time, I was really big on power five versus non power five. That's turning to be almost completely false. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, a UC, well, I guess UCF got crushed, but someone else against a power five, they usually keep it close. Another thing I've noticed, um, I don't have the exact conference bowl records. Um, I know, um, the big 12 Texas tech did get that win last night, which I think is their first win. So I think they're one in three. Um, they were over three in bowl resume, which was making me feel great about Michigan since they're playing another big 12 team. Um, so keeping track, just what conferences are performing well, because that actually does affect um, a lot of things in regards to the strength of conference. Um, so I think that's a really good thing to keep watching. Um, but yeah, that's all I got in regards to bowl. Do you want to quickly, do you have any transfer or um, we can talk about uh, any transfer portal stuff? I don't have anything right now. I can tell you FSU now has the number one transfer portal class. Uh, I know that because we picked up a big D lineman from Western Michigan. Um, I haven't really looked too much into it. DJ was going to Oregon State. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, and then um, that was surprising for us. Going oh, down. Yes. Sam Hartman, yep. is, is he official in Notre Dame yet? It's like 99. Yeah. That it's was pretty much set in stone. That was surprising to me. I mean, it, it, a lot of stuff starting to come out, like tampering and talking beforehand. That, that clearly happened with Sam Hartman. You can't really convince me otherwise because they were reporting he was going to Notre Dame while he was playing in the bowl game. Like, not before or after. Or yes, after, but not before. It literally didn't really come out until right before he could go in on the field. And while he was on the field, these rumors were just flying. Um, good for him going to Notre Dame. I think he just wants to go to a big school and, like, actually have a chance to do something big his last year. Uh, again, it's like Mackenzie Milton at Florida State. It's everyone will always see him as a Wake Forest guy unless he wins a natty at Notre Dame, which is unlikely. Yeah. I don't think Notre Dame will ever win a natty in the modern era just because of how hard it is. Um, right. But I think he will always be shown as a Wake Forest guy no matter what. You'll probably see him going back there. I'm pretty sure he already graduated. He's been around forever. Um, yeah. yeah, I was more surprised with DJU going to Oregon State because we talked last time. And we had no clue where he was going whatsoever. And Oregon State kind of popped up out of nowhere. There were no rumors about it. And his brother is going to Oregon. So that'll make it interesting for that game next year. It'll make it fun to watch. Yeah, I think he wanted to go to Oregon, but then Bo says he's returning. So I think that kind of threw up or threw out all of his plans because I think Oregon was his destination. Um, and then Bo um, comes out, which all by the way, Bo looked terrible. Yeah, the first three quarters of that game. I and I really liked the guy, but he looked bad. He he did turn on at the end, but it was not pretty during that uh, Oregon UNC game. Yeah, see, I didn't even get to watch that game because for some reason here the game was blacked out. Like we turned on Fox and was playing some random old Christmas movie on like normal, <laughs> and um, we were so confused and we didn't really want to watch Arkansas Kansas at that time because it was like it was at that point Arkansas was blowing him out. Honestly, good thing we got to watch Arkansas-Kansas because it was a better game in the end. I honestly don't even know the score of the Oregon-North Carolina game. I have not looked at it or anything because we never uh, – It was 27-26. Oregon came down and scored at the very end. Gotcha. So – Oh, and then, then the extra point. So it was 20, 26-20. Oregon scores with like, I don't know, 10 seconds left. Um, So it was 26-26. They had to kick the extra point. Extra point off the upright. Goes all the way across, but goes in through the other upright. So it was pretty crazy. So what I'm hearing is we need to hold one down for the ACC today. Yes. To, uh, look good. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, this, again, will be up rather quickly. 
I'm going to do a quick edit on this. And we are about to record the playoff preview, which will be out probably tomorrow. Tomorrow or Saturday morning, one of the two. Uh, but, yeah, have a good one, guys. See you guys. Thank <laughs> you.